It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to BGN Radio. Brady, back one more time. He goes and fires, and it is intercepted. Intercepted, running with it is Jenkins. Up the near sideline. Cuts back at the 30. At the 40. At the 50. Malcolm Jenkins is going 99 yards. Oh, touchdown! It is episode number 243 of the BGN Radio Podcast, and we want to thank everyone out there for listening, whether that's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, or uh, your favorite podcast app that uh, you can subscribe and rate as well. And the five-star reviews do go a very long way, so please rate, subscribe, and review. It's been a busy week at the BGN Radio headquarters as we are stewing up a lot of different things here blg I'm, I'm quite excited sir how are you this evening i'm pretty excited too john but one thing i'm not excited about is the the low amount of reviews that we have now i wow. know most most of you guys are doing a good job but i feel like i always compare us to one of the other good podcasts out there only even though we are the only podcast the right circuit sanchez and they have 825 reviews it's a lot of reviews thousand a lot of reviews so we need to catch up to them. We, we need some more five-star reviews. Maybe a summer contest of something. If we can get to, I'll tell you what, I'll just lay it down right now. If we can get to 800 reviews by September 1st, uh, I will <laughs> make uh, something very cool for something. I don't know. We'll come up with, what, 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 so should, what, what should this something be? <laughs> well, I was going to bite off a little more than I could show. I was like, I can't give... Eagles tickets out to like 700 people, but maybe we'll have like a, a grandpa. I tell you what, we'll have the biggest blowout, uh, you know, uh, uh, party to celebrate the Eagles season if we can get up to 800 reviews. How about that? If we can get if we can get there or uh, I'll even say, well, Wendy's it a little bit here, too. If we can get close to that, uh, we will have like a big, you know, get together. Uh, last uh, last preseason of the game, like tailgate or something, something going into the season that we'll have a, a ton of fun with. Does that sound good to you, James? John, I, it does. But if it's seven ninety nine, I'm not, I'm not in. It has to be eight hundred. No That's I'm no a hard line guy like that. No, it sounds good. I mean, we could also just steal Spike's gag and, uh, you know, just offer to read them all in the air. Oh wait, 
I think he bit off a little more than he could chew there. That's going to be a heck of a uh, <laughs> heck of a show when that happens. Uh, yeah, give us reviews, especially like BLG's not. It really, it really makes his day. Like he gets so happy, he gets this like childlike grin on his face when he talks about the reviews. So, uh, and that's do because BLG. James literally just stares at him the entire day, uh, and then, <laughs> so he knows exactly. Yes, that is true. What's that happening true. Uh, there as well? I tell you what, we've got a we've got a couple of of really good shows and if you're not on the uh, pawn further review train yet with Vince Quinn you definitely need to be uh, especially this week because uh, this past week it was the 25th anniversary of Jerome Brown's death and he did a, a long big episode about uh, you know him and his career and how it had its odd ups and downs and it's not really a black and white it's more in the gray as far as him as a person and his career and he got not only just himself, uh, which he does every single week and does a fantastic job. Uh, Glenn Macnow is on here. Ray Didinger is on this episode. And also a little bit of Angelo Cataldi uh, as well. A little preview of uh, because Angelo was on a bus full of Eagles fans when the news broke. And he's sitting there in the Midwest on some you know trip that they all, go, uh, all decided on. Here's a little snippet from a pawn for the review for this week on Jerome Brown. And Angelo Cataldi saw firsthand what this did to the fans. He did a bus tour with a bunch of crazy fans up to Boston and Cooperstown and Baltimore. And I was on a, one of these trips to the Midwest with a, about 75, 70 fans of Philadelphia sports. We're in a bus. We're traveling, I believe, from Milwaukee back to Chicago, and somebody says in the bus, Jerome Brown has died. And that's uh, an incredible story, and you want to definitely hang around for the entire episode. Ray Dinger has some wonderful nuggets in there, along with Glenn Macnow. And our good friend Jack Fritz, on a, on a lighter side, has started his brand new show that will always be on the BGN radio feed, the Counterpoint podcast, which is basically a podcast where Eagles Twitter comes to life. And he just does that. He he counterpoints a lot of the narratives. He makes uh, has a lot of fun with it. And to be honest with you, I have a lot of fun producing it as well. Here's just a little snippet of him going into Marcus's Marcus Smith's head uh, this past off season. Fast forward about two months. Yeah, feeling really good. Let me just check on. Uh, let me just check Twitter here. And uh, the Eagles signed Chris Long. Oh, man, what a great pickup. He's going to be my backup. That's going to be fantastic. So there's a lot more to that. Uh, I know that uh, this week he's, uh, as Jimmy, our good friend Jimmy Kemsky, this is the good part of the Dead Zone, fellas. He does the Dumpster Fire series. So Jack has told me he kind of wants to do a, uh, well, uh, the the things that would cause Jimmy Kemsky, Jimmy Kemsky to be a dumpster fire uh, this season. So I'm looking looking forward to that as well. Uh, but I, I think we can officially say, BLG, that we are we are in the dead zone because two separate things happen. And this is what happens. I, th- I We have this conversation in, every year. Nothing is different here. Uh, and it's just more of a of a, a celebratory thing because we know when it starts. Like, honestly, I, I'm sure not even you wants to hear an hour's worth of Eagles content in the middle of uh, or in the end of June heading into July because there's there's not a lot happening. So people are trying to create different things. There's a there's a, a big, you know, fiasco of takes that are happening. And we officially have the kickoff as Matt Miller announces that uh, Jared Goff is going to have a better season than Carson Wentz. And then also Pro Football Focus 
says, uh, hey, guess what? By the way, I know that Alan Barber is uh, is the starter in our little diagram here, but the Eagles will have the best offensive line moving into the season, BLG. It's officially silly season. Well, the Wentz thing is pretty it's pretty bad. I it's mean, a, it's, it's historically golf. bad. He was just so bad last year. And, uh, uh, man, I, I know it's not like one year is the end of his career. The kid's only like 22 or something, but come on, man. Like... That's the where that take comes from is clearly it's June. We need to do something to get attention. Like it's clearly that, or maybe he had him above Wentz on his, his his quarterback rankings last year. I don't know. But as far as the offensive line thing goes, I think there's actually a good point in there, and it's it doesn't have to do with just the Eagles being the best because I I don't necessarily agree with that. I do think if you're talking about offensive line situation in terms of depth and everything they actually might have the best because they do have like uh, like almost too much depth there as we've talked about but i think the thing that's underscored in that post by pff which is clearly just offseason talk is the fact that the cowboys check in at number nine they're not even in the top five and they're almost out of the top 10 i think that's something we're not talking about enough from a national perspective is that we've talked about it here John has certainly talked about Lyle Collins playing at right tackle. Bitch! But, oh, sorry. What? But <laughs> that Cowboys offensive line, it's not looking as strong as it used to. No, and, and it's just there's a lot of different shuffling. And I know James kind of feels the same way. I don't think they'd put him at nine, though. You know, like I still, I as much as I hate them, and I, and and I hope Jonathan they, Cooper though. I, yeah, well, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, it's it's hard for me to go like, oh yeah, I yeah, they've shuffled around some things, and now they're they're climbing out of the top ten, and and now yeah. automatically the Eagles are number one. Plus, like, are we forgetting about Oakland? Are we forgetting about Tennessee? Are we forgetting about like I would even throw, the, you know, the Falcons and things like that in there. Did and this is the thing that drives me nuts is because. Uh, you know, getting into discussion with some of the Eagles fans I was going back and forth with on Twitter the last couple of days. Did, is, is Jason Kelsey suddenly great now? Like, every single person here was bashing the shit out of him. Can't play in the system. He's too small. Da-da-da-da-da. And now he's part of the anchored, well, you know, three-fifths of this line has been together for a long time. And if Lane Johnson doesn't do anything dumb, they could potentially be the number one. I got to tell you, folks, even if they're there, sorry, I just don't see that happening. I think they're in the discussion of, of maybe they're in that you know, top six, top five, top whatever. I think they could be a pretty good offensive line this season, James, but I don't think they get anywhere close to number one. Yeah, I think, I, look, I think the best thing, you know, as we've alluded to is is the depth. They've got a lot of guys that they can throw out there in the offensive line. I think that is crucial, as we've seen, especially here in Philly a few years ago when, like, the entire line went down. Um, but... Uh, I think that outside of the depth, I think you go like, l- like you said, John. Like I look, I think we we will all take any shot to to destroy Dallas whenever we can. But like, I mean, Tyron Smith and uh, Zach Martin and uh, you know, I mean, like they, they still have a lot of Travis Frederick there. That that side of the line is still pretty freaking talented. Um, and, and look, I, I think that you know, like you said, Oakland absolutely a better line than the Eagles. Tennessee, you mentioned a better line than the Eagles. I I, I like the thought, you know, it's but I think the depth is really the thing that is is not being talked about enough is the fact that there are a lot of guys they could put out there. But I think if you're just looking at five guys versus five guys, I think it's crazy to say that they're going to be the best line. I, 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 it's just silly. BLG, let's just say that we're both dead wrong. And they are. What does that mean in terms of impact for the football team? Does that make? I mean, does that? I, I know it's kind of a silly thing to say. Obviously, they're going to be better, but does that make them a lock for 
the playoffs if this is indeed the number one offensive line in the league? Well, everyone likes to point this out, and except Emery Hunt, who doesn't believe in apparently <laughs> the right tackle helping the team. Yeah, but um, everyone besides Emery likes to point out that the Eagles were two and eight in their games without Lane Johnson, and five and one in their games with Lane Johnson. And you just saw the difference. Like literally, go back to that uh, second Giants game of the year in Week 16. Like they run the ball immediately, and it just looks so much better instantly. And they ran right behind Lane. Like it's it's and I, and we've talked about it before. Like Lane Johnson isn't only like the best player on the offensive line; he's like the best offensive player on the whole team. He might be one of the best players on yeah. the whole team. Like he's really oh, yeah, he good. So yeah, exactly. So so I think that makes a huge difference having him. I think um, Barber obviously. I know like John, you didn't like that because he's in the graphic and he might not start. I mean, he might start. Like he's, they're splitting first team reps. Like I think Samal will get the job. I'm just saying, like it's not like he's a total definite backup at this point. I'll say he probably is going to be. But I think the interesting thing with the offensive line here is that when you talk about a player like Jason Kelsey who has struggled, although I do think it's kind of like undersold that he kind of played better towards the end of last year. I know Jimmy Kemsky had a good breakdown of that. Um, and I think that's kind of something that's true. I, you know, he struggled early on. I think a lot of people, when that happens, you just get the perception like, oh, he just sucks the whole year. But even if Jason Kelsey plays poorly again, you have Sumalo. You can move him to center mm-hmm. if he's not already starting at guard, or you can bring in Wiz, who can play center. Like the depth there. I so that's that's what I think is kind of being undersold there. That even if you have the situation where he struggles or someone struggles in there, you have a guy who can come in and I think at least be an average starter. And definitely not a bad one. So I think that depth is huge. I think having all of that, we've seen how much uh, of a difference an offensive line makes. I mean, look at Nick Foles' 27-2 season. That came because the Eagles' offensive line stayed healthy the whole year. They had that continuity, and they were a strong group. Um, And still some members of that line on this team, by the way. So I think it could make a, a big, big difference in the success of the team. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, I, I obviously I would be ecstatic if that is true. And Pro Football Focus is, uh, you know, <laughs> says something uh, correct for once. I don't know. What did they? Anybody remember what they had uh, as their number one offense leading in or offensive line leading into last season? I'll look it up. Um, yeah, look. Was it, it up. the Cowboys? I don't. I, I don't <laughs> think funny. it was I, Dallas. I can't remember though. All right, we'll check. We'll check in on that. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a, uh, uh, and it's, it's. I'm not to say like, I'm not. I'm not trying to you know bash the Eagles' offensive line. I think they have the potential to be a very good offensive line this year. I am excited. I I hope that Isaac Sayomalu does play guard. Just on you know shorts and shells and things that we've seen already. Like he is. Uh, a lot better than I thought initially when they drafted him. His, he's really mobile. He's really exciting. And uh, BLG was the Cowboys. Is that right? Yes, indeed. Okay, so there we go. so maybe uh, maybe I'm an idiot then. Maybe we're all a bunch of dummies and and we don't realize how good this offensive line is. But I would be generally shocked if they graded out as uh, in in whatever traditional non traditional <laughs> DVOA non DVOA in any form if they graded out as the number one offensive line. I honestly think that that would, uh, I mean, it, you know, that speeds up a lot of things. That makes Donnell Pumphrey a lot more. Uh, lethal that makes and and to to be able to get more snaps that makes Sproles more lethal. It means that oh my God, James, that Carson Wentz might actually throw about twenty five to thirty times a game. What do you think about that? <laughs> you got to pound the football, John. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Smash mouth football. That's how we roll here. 
Um, no, I look, I, I think uh, I, it'd be huge. Look, if you can get these guys healthy and and they all play together, like uh, like Brandon mentioned, the, the Nick Foles year, like that was all because those guys played together all year. And 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 I think I, I've probably said this eight thousand times on this podcast over the years we've done it. Like continuity, number one most important thing with offensive lines, period, across the board. So uh, I think uh, I think it'd be huge. I just, you know, the odds, I mean, when you look at it, like, obviously Lane, like, you know, he's not taking supplements anymore, thank God. So, you know, <laughs> maybe he won't get suspended. Who knows with that guy? But, um, you know, other than, I mean, like, you've got old guys, the depth is what's key, but, like, if you lose any of those guys, you're not going to be quite as potent. Uh, especially from a continuity perspective. So, uh, you know, uh, do you, is there any chance Jason Pierce plays 16 games this year? Like, what? No, right? Like that 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 will not so. happen. Uh, so, well, and speaking you know, of, speaking to him, those the numbers finally came out, James, and it's actually I think it's a good risk now. I mean, what he's yeah, me too. I, I meant to. Yep, I agree. Six million dollar cap BLG is that what it's at? Yeah. So the whole thing with that is like uh, they saved five million or so this year. Um, Jason Peters, they could have cut him next year, I believe, for like a savings of ten million or so, and only like a million in dead money. Now you're basically committing to him more next season. Although you still can cut him, I think, for like a, a five that or five million uh, in cap savings, as opposed to like a, a six million uh, hit in dead money. And if he retires, that that counts the same as cutting him. And JP has said he's on a year-to-year basis, so we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, overall. Um, you're really only committing that extra year, which I think is is fair. I don't think it's unreasonable. I think JP had a good year in 2016. And here's the thing with JP: like I, I just I've I said this before, he is the exception. He's not your normal average NFL player. I don't know if you guys saw this, yeah, I but I have to bring this up. Did you see the the Ross Tucker thing that was on the uh, Fran Duffy's Eagle Eye in the Sky I, podcast? I don't. I do not, but go go, go for oh, it. Apparently, you don't read Bleeding Green Nation because it's the top story. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I have to to bring up Ross's story. Basically, I'll sum it up for you. You can go check out the article to see the whole transcription. But he said, you know, Jason Peters obviously started off his career as a tight end with the Bills. He was undrafted. He comes in there. Um, he makes some plays on special teams. Mind you, he's 320 pounds, and he's running down in kickoff coverage and blocking punts on special teams. But anyway, um, they have him, and they and one day in practice, they just move him to the offensive line because they're like, why not? Let's just give it a shot. And Ross Tucker says this guy is like instantly the best offensive lineman he's ever seen. Like no one can beat him. And Ross Tucker's like, I've been doing this since I was in sixth grade, and like I'm not even that good. And he just instantly did it. So I just feel like. That's the kind of player we're talking about when we're talking about JP. Like he is a freak of nature. To commit to him to one more year than you originally had, it, I just don't think that's like a, a major negative to me. Are you talking about the the punt block here? Uh, the old the old the. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna see if I can grab audio from it right now. Bills specialty, boom! Jason Peters with the block, the recovery. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean it cuts off right at the end there. <laughs> Like that's amazing. So you have Boomer just yelling out there. Oh, that's fantastic! I see you forget about those things. Is uh, you know he's been around a while, so that's uh, that's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, that type of athletic ability to just throw him on special teams to go block a punt. Uh, yeah, and I, I I think there is some of that, James. I do agree with the, part of that side, but I'm still probably not changing my opinion on you know he's he's, he's probably still going to get injured at some point. I I, I I'm yeah. I, I feel like it's a ten game season for him. Yeah, even if it's just wear and tear, like think about the pounding they take. Like, it, I, look, if you get 
14 games out of Jason Peters, that's a home run. Like, I would be shocked mm-hmm. if you get 14 out of him. I, I, my, the number in my head, John, was 12. Uh, 10 sounds right to me, too. 10 sounds more right than, than 14. Um, so, yeah, look, I, he's 35 years old, right? I mean, like, that, that that's really old to be playing in the NFL. It just is, especially we playing an impact, like a, a position with the impact and consistent force of a, of a tackle where, you know, and having to chase these, these freaks like around, I mean, they're playing Von Miller this year, like, you know, stuff like that or, or whoever people like that. It's, it's, um, uh, and look, he can still do it. Like, like BLG said, it's amazing. He is, he is athletically, uh, unlike us, we are not the same, you know, species as Jason <laughs> Peters. I don't but, know. BLG uh, might be. BLG might be. I think. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, but you know, so so I, I don't doubt that he can get it done. But I just I think that even if it's like a a, a organizational decision, hey, we're not going to play him that many games. Like I wouldn't be shocked by that to keep him somewhat fresh. I just don't think his body will be able to hold up for sixteen games, especially week after week after week after week. It just sounds like an, a, a a tough ask. Well, maybe he can get a little help from our friend Carson Wentz, who was in North Dakota uh, this week. I uh, thought you were going to say steroids there. It totally threw me <laughs> off for a second. Well, maybe you can get his good friend steroids. Uh, or- maybe get his good friend Lane Johnson. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm on a plan. Uh, yeah, Wentz was. Sorry, uh, I kid, I kid. Wentz was in uh, North Dakota this week. Uh, I was it, was it for Shields? Was that for the, uh, I don't know, or Christian athletes or something like this? But, you know, he he uh, he addressed the crowd in total Wentz fashion here. Obviously, going through the draft process, you have no idea where you're going to end up. And I just remember praying almost every day, Lord, I don't know where I'm going to be, but may you just put me in a place where I can grow closer to you. I always remember just praying that almost daily. And now he, he came through big time. The men that, that are in that locker room and that have been just continually uplifting me and that we've just been pouring into each other. I mean, if I didn't have that community in Philadelphia, I wouldn't be standing up here talking to you guys. This is out of my comfort zone a little bit. And it's just that community and that brotherhood that we've had and that we can be real. Uh, BLG, does that make you like him more, hate him more, or uh, nothing there? <laughs> I think Carson's a really good speaker. I think, you know, that's obviously a role suited for him. Um, I don't think it changes my opinion on him at all. I, I like Carson, obviously. I think he, he handles himself well, both on and off the field. And, you know, look, I'd rather him be doing, you know, I'd, I'd much rather him be spending his time like that then first of all dancing on stage or whatever you want to call that <laughs> yeah, the Fergie. what that thing yeah. was at the Fergie I mean obviously that was a really nice thing of him to be at that Fergie concert cuz it was like for a bunch of uh, hospital employees up there in North Dakota that was like just for them so that's really cool he did that I'm so I'm glad he's doing stuff like that in the off season as opposed to like you know some of these guys getting in trouble or cuz that's really the only thing that can happen from now until training camp is these guys like getting arrested or you get news of a suspension, like the Cowboys uh, got some news about that this week uh, once again. Uh, so I think, you know, as long as he's not getting in trouble, hey, I'm good with it. Uh, yeah, how about you, James? I, I mean, God I, squad, baby. We he, got the God squad. We got God on our side. Yeah. I, I can't, how, could I be, how could I be against having God on the side of the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, look, I I have absolutely no problem with that. I don't I don't get that. I was a little confused by him saying like I wanted to go somewhere we could be closer to God, but then saying like Philly, like I don't know if it meant like the locker rooms a lot of of Christians. Like, I I I, I just didn't really understand where he was coming from. But yeah, like I think it is. I, like good for him, man. Like I wish I had a belief in anything in life as strong as Carson Wentz believes in what he believes in. So yeah, the brother you know, go thing. out there. And Go out there and kill it, bro. <laughs> the Brotherhood thing sucked me in. I was like, oh, yeah, 
found a little brotherhood in Philadelphia. That's nice. Yeah, you put a little tie nice. in there. It's nice. Uh, it's nice. And it sounds like someone who's who's you know feels very comfortable in the locker room, which is ultimately all I care about. Uh, and our, our our old friend checked in with Adam Schefter this week too. Uh, if I can, geez, pull up the sound properly. Way to go, John. Way to blow the spot. From all the conversations with Tennessee, is they weren't moving off the pick, and rightly so. They they were looking for the same thing to get themselves a really top quality quarterback. So it wasn't like we didn't offer. We really didn't get into a conversation about what we can offer or can't offer because they they made it known that they really weren't looking to trade the pick. Yeah, bullshit. Bullshit, Chip. <laughs> Sorry. You offered, man. They didn't grab. I mean, they stayed. They wanted Mariota, but they definitely offered. So, I don't know. They no- didn't offer Cox, I can tell you that. Yeah, that's, they didn't. That's one thing I do know. Correct. They didn't offer Cox yeah, yeah. in the long run. That that ended up being correct that they didn't do that. But, uh, I mean, it's just you didn't learn anything new about I was. I thought the only the great things that came out of that interview was his thoughts on Kaepernick, and, um, and that was pretty much it. And I was like, okay, we've heard all the rest of the stuff before pretty much. Um, other yeah, than- it's a, it's a shame Adam Schefter was the guy doing the interview because you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that is not, gonna, a- not gonna pull anything out of him. All right, that's not Shefty's forte. Work the phones, Shefty. Um, Work the yeah, phones. I don't know you guys did, did. Did it sound like Chip was a little beaten down in there? That's what I took away. It's Chip sounded a little beaten down. Uh, maybe a little bit. He just kind of seemed Talking like about his future. He was, yeah. Oh, very Yoda of you there, BLG. <laughs> Talking about his future, he was. <laughs> yeah, I I also like the. Uh, I he had an interesting take on you know because we always kind of bring that up about uh, the college quarterbacks and whether they're going to be ready in the NFL and whatever. And he just kind of said on one hand, you know, with spread offenses and things like that. Um, you know, quarterbacks should be a little more prepared because they're throwing a lot more. But at the same time, a lot of college coaches don't really give a crap about you know developing this, them as NFL players. They just it doesn't have a doesn't have enough you know moxie and time to kind of get all that stuff in there. But uh, that's pretty much all that happened this week. So I think it's time to take uh, take some questions here, fellas. And this comes from I Rock Philly. Will the uh, what will be uh, the Eagles' biggest weakness uh, is it going to be defensive backs, pass coverage, or something else? BLG. It's going to be corner. I mean, he's, I mean, it's just it's obviously <laughs> it's like the most yeah. obvious weakness on the team. I mean, um, maybe Jalen Mills takes some kind of step forward in year two, but even then, um, I don't know how how forward. You know, it's like so that's what going from kind of like a bad player as a rookie to maybe like all right, he has some nice games here and there, but probably still needs to be replaced. And probably could easily be replaced next year because you have Sidney Jones and Rizal Douglas in the fold. And then, and then speaking of Douglas, I think he's going to take some time. He might make some plays as a rookie, but I don't think he's ready to be a starter out of the gate. Um, so I think it's corner easily. Yeah, I uh, I think we can pretty much all agree on that. Uh, this is from our good friend Neil Dutton across the pond. And by the way, we did start a uh, UK. Uh, UK bgn radio facebook group uh so uh you can go search that on facebook and uh, we can all we're trying to get out there so hopefully uh we can uh, eventually some point take a trip out to wherever you guys are at whether that's london or countryside or anywhere else that you want us to go we'd be down for that uh, if you could only eat one color of food your entire life here uh james what color would it be and this he uh, well, g- gives a shout out to uh, dave da- uh, damashek for this one Oh, I love Dave Damashek. Yeah, I'm a huge Dave Damashek fan, so shout out to the Shek. Um, uh, also, uh, I uh, real quick, uh, definitely, we would love to go to London. We're, we're big Anglophiles here, so uh, yeah. we would love to go to London. 
Um, all right, Johnny, this is a, a really tough one, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm clearly stalling for time here, as I think. Uh, it's clearly not green. That's yeah, super out. lame. Yeah. I think it's got to be like, what would bread be considered? Brown? Yes. Like, I think brown. it's brown. I'm going to go brown, because that's meat, Ugh. too. Like Ugh. I'm no. going brown. As unappetizing as you would think that sounds, I'm going brown. I'm going to eat red, man. Why wouldn't you eat red? Red's bright. It's it's you know it it it. I mean, it's basically McDonald's already. That it's like three fourths of the sign. <laughs> makes me think of that. I'm going red. BLG, you sticking with brown? I was thinking like yellowy, so like kind of like there it cheese, is, red and yellow. Also, you can eat. BLG like... is trying to get pizza out of exactly. it. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's literally <laughs> that, and like I could get my fruit in with the bananas and everything, and then I could I could still eat some of the bread. I feel like so. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Uh, Terrific question. Yeah, I like that. That's, Neil always comes with, up with the good ones. This is from uh, Warren de Montag. If you could support the rest of your life another NFL team like the Clown Boys and in exchange the – oh, okay. I, I get what he's trying to say now. Uh, I, I guess, BLG, if you had to support another NFL team for the rest of your life in order for the Eagles to win a Super Bowl, would you do that? Like, and you, I could for the Eagles, like I or I had I could do both. Like I had to do both. No, no, you have to like to make the ultimate sacrifice and be like, okay, I'm going to become a Giants fan, and that means the Eagles will now win a Super Bowl. Would you Would you do that for the city? I can pick the team in this situation. Yeah, you can pick the team. Yeah, you have to, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. But you're going to celebrate. Yeah, be magnanimous here, you know. <laughs> let all the, let all the people win a title. I mean, my friends would be happy. I'd feel good. Can you how, the, good like, of the good of the many over the good of the one or whatever that is? But is it like Brewster's Millions where you can't tell anybody about it, or can you tell everybody about it? And even if you could tell somebody about it, who's going to fucking Should believe you? Should it matter, you? John? Should it matter? <laughs> Isn't the point that you're doing it for other people? Then and yeah. I can pick a team that actually wins the Super Bowl for once. <laughs> there oh, you go. wow. So BLG's a Patriots fan, and uh, God bless him, right? I mean, that's all you would go there, right? <laughs> Finally get 19-0 and 0 with this, uh, this, crazy, uh, this crazy lineup that they got here. Uh, this is coming from uh, Bear tw- Twelve, as we discussed earlier in the show. You guys doing a fantasy podcast, James? We're doing a fantasy Woo-hoo! podcast. Hey. Yeah. We're bringing it back, of yeah, course. Definitely. Absolutely coming back. So it's going to be fun. We'll probably uh, start it up uh, in August. Uh, definitely in August. Uh, I would guess like mid August, like once draft season starts rolling, like in. Uh, Thick and heavy, somewhere in yeah. that range would be uh, my guess. Get a lot of uh, preseason under and over reaction and judge guys' values based on vanilla plays. It's an exciting time in fantasy football. Yeah, well, it's it, it's the beauty of the preseason podcast is there's really very few things where the podcast can be you, everything you say can be completely torn apart and ripped <laughs> apart yes. so quickly, and everything is so useless so quickly that it's uh, it's really fun. It's coming from Casey Young, BLG. What is your best pickup line besides? Oh, what's going on, <laughs> Linda? <laughs> besides that one, yeah. Besides uh, that one, what's your I best pickup? That one, which no. is like my, my classic go-to. You might oh. need to do a bit where John, <laughs> did, we walk around and John just walks up to people, like finding out people, find out people say, "All right, yeah, what's going on?" <laughs> I think I think we should set it up even further. So, like, I'm going out and I'm buying drinks for for a lady that allows me to do so, and then all of a sudden I just you know bust that out on her and see your reaction. Yes, I love it. Would I'm you like it. to hang out, Linda? <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite things when we do our remotes. By the way, is like when 
we're there for a while and we're just setting up and like no one's really paying attention to us and we start even like before we start to talk we're kind of just hanging out there and then john just goes yes oh what's good and it's like so loud and everyone looks over and they're like what the hell is going on that's uh that's one of my favorite things <laughs> my, my but fav- to answer the question oh yeah answer the question uh, first i'm not single so oh. i can't use the pink line thing Wow, declaring it publicly. Look oh, at that. BLG that is, is a, off the that market. That is a, a, a proclamation yeah. is what that is. I love it. That's fantastic. Uh, um, going I, steady, as they say. Well, for yeah, hey. yeah, exactly. <laughs> going, going steady. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just, you got a good pickup line, though, James? Um, no, I, like, I, I, I'm not really a pickup line guy. You know, I, I, you know all the, you know, the did it hurt. Oh. You fell from heaven, oh, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any good ones now. Um, uh, moving right along, then from the armchair quarterback, if you had to trade up into the top ten next year, uh, what would you do to get it done? And is any prospect worth that jump right now? I have no clue right now. <laughs> I was about to say, I have no idea. I have no idea who would be worth jumping up into the top ten based on even how far needs. away you are from the top ten. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a left tackle. I don't know if you're going to have to draft a <laughs> you know, moving up for a running back. That's never going to happen. But uh, it, that's possible. Maybe it's uh, and I'm sticking with. It's probably going to be another corner next year again. No matter what, like they just need as many guys as they can. I think they just need to stockpile that uh, as much as they're going to uh, go through there. Uh, from Irving Angel, uh, Britannia Bar in Santa Monica is an Eagles Nest bar, which I do know. Uh, I just never traveled there because it was always like a 45-minute drive and I would get hammered and then I couldn't drive back. Will you guys be there for the Rams and or Chargers game? We're working out things with the Rams game right now. We're getting everything kind of settled in, uh, and we think that there's going to be a lot of fun stuff to do. But one of us, two of us, three of us, maybe the whole crew will definitely be out there, uh, I think, for the Rams game. So we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, this is, uh, oh, we got a, we got a little, uh, a merry fuck kill from our good friend docking Ted here, fellas. Uh, say Amalu, Kelsey or Brooks, marry one, fuck one, kill one, BLG. Um, finally kill Kelsey. Yeah. I'm going to marry Brandon Brooks. Yes, you are. Yeah, and this was an easy one. Samalo's yep. the the only one left. James, uh, you too? and I'll bet you he's, he's great in the sack, Samalo. I think <laughs> I think it's a pretty clear clear answer. Brandon Brooks clearly a sweetheart. That's the guy you want to you know live your make your home with and and spend your life with. And and I really like Jason Kelsey, but uh, it's time to go, Jason. I'm Wait, are sorry. you saying that Brandon Brooks can't fuck? Because he looks like a guy that fucks. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but I think he's I think he's more of a cuddler. Personally, all right. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I, with that. Guess. I think I think Brandon's a cuddler. I think you there's... know, I'm a cuddler. We could be we could cuddle. It'll be good. <laughs> uh, from our a producer uh, and Patreon producer, which you can go uh, subscribe to that Patreon.com/slash BGN Radio. Uh, also, just like I was saying with uh, Vince's show, upon further review with Glenn and Ray and Angelo, all those interviews are there in full. If you want to go listen to those as well, so that's a uh, little bonus content uh, for this week. Who is the rookie? Uh, that is most likely not going to live up to expectations. And then he puts in there, not that Eagles fans would be unrealistic with rookies, would they? Uh, I don't know. James, who's, who's, who's going to be, uh, who's going to let us down this year? Man, it's a tough, uh, tough one there. Cause I don't know who outside of Barnett has like really high expectations. 
Obviously, Rasul Douglas is going to get playing time. I don't think he's going to disappoint considering being a third round. Well, that was, that was I think it's going to be, answer. you know, it's going to be a whoever is the Henry Josie or the whatever. It's going to be like Corey Clement's going to have a great fucking camp. And everyone's going to be like, how can this guy not make the team? And then he won't make the team and we'll forget about it two weeks later. So <laughs> it, it'll be whoever that guy is. Because I don't think there are a lot of expectations. You know what? I, I think that uh, I'll say this. I think that for all the hype, don't I don't think Matt Collins is going to be an integral part of the offense this season. I like the long term potential. I'm I'm way more in on on him than I was when they made the pick. As is you know the rest of Philadelphia. But I think expecting him to be a big contributor from the jump is probably uh, uh, you know a high ask. I was going to say Razul Douglas, actually. I think there is a lot of expectations wow. in there. I think he'll be – I mean, just overall, I don't think he's going to be bad, but I just think he'll be a little bit disappointing as like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to start right away. Torrey Smith really likes him. There's a bunch of other different things that are happening there. I think he's just going to have a little more growing pains than people expect. PLG, you got an answer? I'm with you guys on both of those things. I would, I think I, I would pick Douglas if uh, John didn't already take it because of. I, I think some people might just be assuming, oh, he's going to start, and I don't think that's the case. I think he'll play, but I think it's going to be that thing again I've talked about, like or last year, where like Leotis McKelvin and Jalen Mills kind of split playing time. Like they're not going to just keep Robinson completely on the bench. I just really doubt that. I think, and I think Douglas isn't ready just to start right away the full season of snaps. I mean, there was a day on the last day of practice, a mini camp there where like he got hell he got flagged for holding like three times in a row. It just right right from the jump too. It just it was not good. I think he has some things to work through. I would I was I, I wanna pick Shelton Gibson from the fact that he's a fifth round pick and he might not make the team. And I think someone like Marcus Johnson might even make the team over him. But I feel like at this point we've seen like almost everyone has seen the the reports of Gibson struggling. So I don't think the expectations are there for him. So I would say Douglas. Yeah, I don't think, um, and there, I know that there's a couple of questions asking about uh, that uh, as far as who's, I, I don't think he's going to be on the active roster anymore. You know, like I, I know that there's been times where it's just like, yeah, you know, he'll still be there, uh, but you know, he just won't, he won't, you know, dress for games or whatever. I think he's definitely going to be on the practice squad uh, unless something dramatically changes and we find out he's a big gamer and, and uh, and, he, and he turns it on there with pads on. Uh, James, what's a good theme song for this upcoming Eagles season? Wow, that is an outstanding question. It's a thinker, you know. It's a, I don't expect it's, everybody to have an answer right away. Yeah, give me a second. I, I, I'm give me one second to think about it. B, uh, BLG, you are have you, an answer right away. BLG, are you thinking in the Coheed and Cambria era of just something that's uh, really pumped up? I feel like it has to be something. Of, uh, what was the was the theme any different? I can't think of this off the top of my head. This is very uh, disgraceful. Uh, and like Rocky Two, than it was in Rocky One. Like, was there any kind of new music? It was was Eye of the Tiger in Rocky Two. Uh, that was Rocky Three. Rocky Three. Yeah, yeah. What am, what was in, was there? Any, if there was anything in Rocky Two that was different than Rocky One, it'd be that one because this is year two. <laughs> so, so I can't think. It's a very of, literal they're not, answer there. They're, they're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna. They're not gonna get. Uh, not, they're gonna come up uh, right when both guys are knocked down, and they're gonna come up winners. So that means the BLG saying they're a playoff team. <laughs> yep. All right. How about, how about I'll go with Queen. We are the champions. Wow. Oh, for baby. what? Uh, no, no, no. The, the NFC champions. champions. Yeah, exactly. The champions of 
We made the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> we made. We may have made the playoffs. Uh, uh, yeah, we yeah. Make the playoffs. <laughs> I gotta say, if uh, I, I think I think it's just gonna be. I, I don't have. I think it's just gonna be a little bit of this, folks. I think it's just a, a nice and simple. I'm gonna stay with Queen here, uh, but it's gonna be uh, a slightly different than what James is saying. Got cocks in your face. Yeah, we will rock you. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah, suck it. I don't know. I, I should delete that because that was a terrible take. But I have no idea. We'll uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to uh, somewhere else that. Boom. Yeah. Carson Wentz is a player. <laughs> uh, let's go to our good friend uh, Lex Luger. Who will win? Ooh, this is a good question. Who will win a game of 21 in basketball out of the BGN radio crew, James? <laughs> I mean, it's got, we don't, do we have a real chance here? We've got a, a giant on the staff. Well, see, BLG B, wins. I, I don't know. BLG and I have seen each other's game. I feel like it would be a pretty good game. I, th I feel like I could take them. Really? Uh, yeah. I think that's crazy. John, don't I mean, do this I, to yourself. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Let's set John. it up. I'm, let's I'm, do. Let's do one on one. Let's oh, go. Let's do it. I will request in honor of uh, you know uh, of all the fellas that played in the open challenge, 19th and Catherine. Let's set it up. Let's see if we can do a little one on one to 21. Uh, uh, and yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it, Love it. out. I'll be. I get. I'll, I'll be the ref. Um, <laughs> from both. Uh, I love this. Yeah, I, I I'll love be the that ref idea. and the and the and the guy who like you're gonna uh, put on you know, Facebook Live. Yeah, I'll get Facebook like a microphone. Live. Just give me a microphone. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, so Mike Millennial and uh, Colin Humphreys essentially asked the same question, but which which player uh, this season, BLG, or is the Eagles fan base going to complain about the most? <laughs> That's a great question. I love the uh, the positivity here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like nobody because they're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, so which player will they complain about the most? I feel like the cornerbacks, you know, go, sticking with the theme earlier, mm -hmm. are the easy target. And speaking of like disappointment, I think, um, man, I think it could be Douglas. I think, you know, if he's getting burned a lot or, or he's – I think he's – that's the thing with him. For as good as he is and he can make plays, he is a little too grabby. So I think he could be one of those guys who gets penalized a lot, and I think that could be pretty frustrating. Uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to say that, uh, at least in the beginning, I think it's going to be Carson Wentz. I think people are going to complain wow. about Carson Wentz uh, because he's not going to meet uh, somebody's expectations. That's, uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, James? I'm shocked because what's funny is the three guys, or I guess four guys, DGB I'm not going to include because, you know, he's not going to be on the team. But the three guys we complained about the most last year are still on the team. Aguilar, Kelsey, Kendricks. I think it's between those three guys. I'm going to go with, with uh, Kendricks because I think he's going to be the worst of them when he plays. And, uh, and he's just kind of a... A D anyway, so I'm gonna go Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> Threw that in right at the end. <laughs> we'll toss it in there. 
Uh, yeah, I'll toss it in there. All right, from our good friend uh, Sean Cottrell, who also writes for BleedingGreenNation.com as well. Uh, you and we'll we'll end here because I think this is a fun a fun question. You are dropped into Draft Twitter's office building that has been engulfed in flames from all of the hot takes on Wentz. <laughs> you only have time to save one. Who do you save and why, James? Of all so of draft of the Twitter, hot takers is the idea. No, of all of draft Twitter, like all of draft Twitter oh, is in an office of building. Draft Twitter. You got to take and your we, favorite. We got to take Ben off the board, right? Because we we're yeah, going to say obvious answer. It's not fair. I would I would say Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. All of us would say Ben. So, yeah. And Teron, let's take both those guys off the board. Is Teron, um, draft so Twitter? Does that count? Yeah, I guess that does count. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our guys are out because they got a helicopter somehow. Um. <laughs> Uh, I would uh, stand there and watch the fucking place burn. That's what I would. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm saving Josh Norris out of that fire. Good lord, he's a great person. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I like Josh too. I pre- like Josh. Pretty much everybody else. BLG, you saving anybody in draft Everett's <laughs> office building? This answer might surprise you, but I will explain why. Okay, I'm going to save Emery. Emery Hunt, because he's got to survive all the takes that we fucking cash oh, in the checks. Oh yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> Retweet Armageddon for Emery. He knows. We've told him. I warned him. I just said, man, oh, man, you're going to come on here and you're going to hear nothing but nothing but defense from uh, from Emery Hunt moving in there. If we didn't get to your questions, uh, we will save them for the next time because there's some good good ones in there and there's some that I definitely wanted to uh, to debate as well. I'm looking at you, Peter Sisson. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to I'm going to defend uh, an underrated co- uh, condiment uh, that has been bashed on the internet for a very long time, so we'll have to uh, wait on that and get into a wonderful discussion. But uh, final thoughts uh, from you here, James. Uh, you know, it's always fun to stop and just think about Phil Jackson and James Dolan. <laughs> and, you know, whenever you think about your team and how, you know, oh, this sucks, or, oh, we're not winning – just look at those fucking guys and be like, I'm not a Knicks fan. That's awesome. So that's kind of uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, BLG, your final thoughts. Two quick things. The first thing is how many people have tweeted at us about Woodrow's cheesesteaks? And I love so it, many. But I'm oh, just yeah, saying point. all the haters out there are like, oh, it's not the best when I say it's the best. Well, then why does everyone like tweet at us totally yeah. like uninitiated? Just out of the blue, like, oh, this place is awesome. So, first of all, yeah, well, better question also, why are we not, you know, endorsed by Woodrow's, but you know, whatever? I, I was thinking about that. I feel like we have to start telling people that they went there because of us. Like, they need to go up and be like, oh, we heard about you through BGN Radio. Because I feel like, I like if they that, just I kept hearing that, that yes. they would be like, well, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah. So, from now on, here's, so here's the thing Woodrow's, if you're in the city, is on South Street in between 6th and 7th. It is guaranteed to be the best or the closest in in everybody's mind, the best cheesesteak in Philadelphia. So just like BLG said, if you want to try it out, say the BGN radio guy sent me here because they said you're the best and I need to have that cheesesteak. And, uh, and and then we'll see if we can't just, you know, maybe. Uh, and if you do, then we can start giving out cheesesteaks for free. If we, you know, like I really team up say, with those we'll guys. We'll work for free cheesesteaks. Yes, we now, will. Absolutely. Right? We don't need money. For sure. We just want your no. food. That's great. sounds fantastic. Or if you give me money, I'll just give it back to you and eat your cheesesteaks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. BLG, what was your second final thought? Second thing is five-star iTunes reviews. Please go do it. 
and that's all I got. Yes, please, wow. and thank that's you. That's how much it means to him. He brought it back around, open and close. Uh, I will I will leave this because um, I, there is a, a something that I am trying to figure out right now as a final thought. It is Eagles-related. It is breaking news, and it's a whomper. So if you're listening to this, pay attention to the Twitter feed over the next 48 hours because we're going to have to sort some things out here that could very much impact the Eagles' season. Uh, or it's it's worth nothing, and I'm making it all up, and this is just a tease. You're going to have to decide. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, thank you for listening to BGN Radio episode number 243 right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. <laughs> <laughs>